creativity, entrepreneurship, and community. These are the driving pillars behind the Student Made Store and the experiences we're here to share with you. Welcome to Student Made Stories. We are so grateful you found this fun, positive, and hopefully inspiring place to come hear the journeys of talented young entrepreneurs as they turn passions into viable businesses on college campuses around the country. You'll learn how hundreds of students are finding more success than ever before thanks to the support of their own campus community, our growing network, and now, you. Hope you enjoy. Hello to our student-made community. Whether you are a creator or a manager at one of our campuses, or a customer, uh, or a super fan of Student Made, um, today we have a pretty amazing episode for you. Uh, what turned out to be an even more special episode than I imagined, uh, for reasons that you'll hear soon, uh, we have Natalie Emerson here today from North Carolina State University. She is a junior, um, she is a pottery artist, and she has had quite an amazing experience with Student Made NC State thus far. You'll hear how her original inspiration came to be when she was about a sophomore in high school. Um, you'll learn how she has gotten so much out of Student Made pop-ups, as well as the online shop for expanding her business and growing the confidence in her work. And you'll even hear some pretty low lows on Natalie's journey in addition to the highs of growing her business, NFE Art. Uh, these are things that uh, are not easy and create roadblocks in the way of pursuing this wonderful journey of hers, but um, you'll hear how some positivity has, has come out of these and maybe even shaped her journey into something better than it would have otherwise been. Uh, so we, we really hope you enjoy today and uh, we got a great episode. Natalie. Hey, so good to see you. Good to see you too. How are you doing? How are things in Raleigh, North Carolina today? Um, rainy, but good. <laughs> it's rainy here too. Yeah. In Charleston. Um, but I was just like five minutes ago, I was looking out my window and kind of bummed at the rain. And then I saw across the street um, in my neighbor's front yard, the, the first pink little flowers are starting to... Uh, bloom on their on their bush over there and uh, I was thinking you know that's probably because of uh, the rain so I know the rain isn't such a bad thing you know true the rain brings the flowers well first of all your story was amazing um yeah just reading it and getting a chance to share it with our whole student-made community um has been so fun for me and a real joy of my job that I get to do now. Um, and you are our very first ever podcast guest, which is so exciting and special. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think we could have a better first guest on. Um, originally, when I you know, sat down to think of our first guest, um, you immediately came to mind, mostly because um, I remember back to Student Made Day um, at NC State on September 2nd. Um, you came up to me and Lindsay and were just so excited 
um, and enthusiastic and nice. And I always remember that. Um, and then Abby, our, who was a success manager, is now our program operations manager for Student Made. Um, I asked her who is one creator that uh, would make a standout uh, story feature for our, for our very first one. And she said, uh, without a doubt, Natalie Emerson at NC State. And I said, okay, we're, we're aligned on that one. That's, that's a good sign. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's really course. nice to meet both of you at the um, pop-up in September because it was nice to actually see y'all in person instead of just seeing y'all over social media. So it was nice. Yeah, that's that's the thing for us. Um, it is a very... So, so much of Student Made happens in person. You know, the pop-ups that are going on all the time. Um, the, the few times that we have been able to visit our campuses has, I mean, they've without a doubt been the top highlights for us in our entire experience. And we're just going to be running through your story today, Natalie. Um, following the flow of it, we'll be talking a little bit about the inspiration behind pursuing this journey of yours, um, as well as some, some of your specific experiences within Student Made NC State. Um, and then even some pretty major learning points and life lessons that this path has brought you, which I think is the most fascinating part and uh, very excited to get, get to that. Um, so starting a little bit with the inspiration behind your craft and what eventually became your business, NFE Art, um, we'll go back to the start of the story, which was in spring 2018, you said, and you were awarded two national awards in ceramics for one of your very first projects. Um, and you say that it was at this point you knew that you wanted to pursue ceramics and potentially even sell your work in the future. So uh, that's an amazing start right there, uh, first couple lines of your story. And so I wanted to learn more about what project was this uh, that won these two national awards, and then also uh, what you were feeling at that time. You were a junior in high school or a sophomore in high school? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore. So what kind of uh, emotions did that bring on? Was it like, you know, uh, you know, this was so good, I knew I was going to win, or is this like uh, um, out of the blue kind of thing? What, what was that like? It was definitely an out of the blue kind of thing because... I didn't know much about the Scholastic Awards other than my art teacher recommended them just applying because it was prestigious. And so I applied, not expecting to win whatsoever because no one from my school had ever won nationally. Um, and so I submitted that. And the piece that I entered titled Leaf It to the Light, I actually have had two of those pieces on the website. And I just recently sold one of them that are second variations of the piece. Um, but that was actually one of the first pieces I ever made in ceramics entirely. And it's a box that is also a lantern. And it has this leaf design embossed on the side with some detailing in it to let the light shine through. And um, so... It's actually one of my favorite pieces ever, and it's really small. It's only about four inches by four inches square, but 
I love it so much. And it's a dark blue color with the green leaf on top. And behind this piece, actually, so I created it the fall of 2017, and then I was awarded in the spring of 2018. And that time period was actually two years after the loss of my grandfather in high school. And so throughout high school, I made a lot of pieces with a specific meaning behind them because of things that I was going through. And I was, as I started to learn that I was actually pretty skilled at creating things, I thought, wow, this is a cool outlet to use while I'm grieving the loss of my grandfather and also a friend that I did lose. Um, And so actually that piece, I dedicated it to my grandfather because of the leaf detailing. And that was actually um, because of one of his favorite songs was titled Fallen Leaves. And the detail on the side is just like leaves falling down. And initially when I put the piece together, that wasn't my thought. But when I reflected on it and how much it meant to me, I knew that, wow, okay, so... My grandfather that was a really big inspiration to in my life and who I looked up to and then now I get to use my gift and my talent to create things and so the emotion overall I would say from this project and the awards was just shocking but also I was really grateful to actually be recognized and see what my potential was with art so that oh my gosh i i was really i was holding back everything i could not to interrupt you because that was amazing um everything you said and but when you first said the leaf it to light box uh this is incredibly crazy i i did not know that was your piece that won the award i thought it might be because it's you know it's so impressive um and i was actually going to leave this for a little bit later in the episode but (laughs) I have this Letha to Light box right in front of me. I don't know about the blue one. Um, This is a brown, and I realize that for our listeners, there's no, um, you know, there's no video here, um, which is why I'm glad you explained it. I was going to hold this up and say, say no more. I have this right here, but um, I'm glad everyone got to hear the the description of it. Um, Crazy story behind this. Uh, so this was actually a gift from Teresa, one of your recent customers. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know if you know this, but there's nothing like, uh, being supported by your, your family, right? Um, Teresa is actually Lindsay, uh, Lindsay's mom, our co-founder. Okay. So she is, um, it'd be an understatement to say she is an avid supporter of student made. Um, So she got, because of your story that came out uh, a couple weeks ago, she ordered this for us and uh, she brought it over as a gift. And at the time I did not know it was this award-winning piece. Um, <laughs> so I, that was just so, so nice of her. And I actually have a little review uh, of the product from her that I wanted to share with you um, <laughs> live to just to embarrass you. <laughs> Um, so Teresa said, I'm so happy with a truly unique candle holder I found on the student made store website, a handmade one of a kind piece designed by an NC state artist. The intricate design of this pottery is beautiful. This piece is very well made. A clever lid on top fits exactly. 
When a candle is lit inside, all the cutouts on the pottery light up and show the detail of the artwork. I also like the safety of not having an exposed flame. Love this. I'm ordering another one for a special gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you have any others in inventory. I told her that as soon as you did have one or if you were planning on making them, um, she she's going to be your, your first customer again. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yes, actually, I do have one more because I created one that was a turquoise color. But now that I've actually switched studios to a better studio that has um, the same kiln firing that my kiln did in high school, mm -hmm. I can actually make exact replicas of the initial one that was award-winning. Oh, no way. And so that's actually been a goal of mine since high school to try and recreate it. I don't know if that's a good idea because <laughs> I'm trying to recreate something that was so important to me. Right. But in the initial piece, which I had actually taken note to talk about this later, but I can talk about it a little bit now. Sure. Um, the initial piece that won the two awards. So when I won the awards, um, they took place in New York City and they had this gallery exhibition for that whole summer at Parsons New School and so I had to ship my piece to New York City from Virginia. Oh boy that's scary. I know <laughs> and when I had gotten there I shipped it out about a month before I traveled up there and the first night there my art teacher um, talked to me and told me that she had heard bad news that in the transport of my piece from where it was shipped to and then to the gallery and they had hired a what? transport company. They didn't realize that it had the lid and that the lid fell off. Oh my gosh. And so the lid, when they picked it up, the lid fell off and broke in two. And then they just glued it back together for the <laughs> exhibition without telling me. <laughs> no way. And you noticed, yeah, was, of course. That was really, yeah, that was really heartbreaking when I was there because if they wouldn't have glued it, then I could have figured out a new way to either fuse it back together with glaze or yeah. another type of thing in the kiln. But with the glue, I couldn't do that. So it was just kind of um, fixed for me without me knowing. You're kidding. I knew there was one devastating story um, <laughs> that will come along later in the episode. I knew of that one, but I, man, not this one too. Mm -hmm. That was actually the first devastating story that kind of <laughs> prepared me for the others. And okay. it, that, those two aren't the only ones. That's why I knew that was definitely an important thing to talk about for yeah. um, working with Clay because it just, it's challenging in that way. Wow. So you had already won the award prior to going to this uh, mm -hmm. debut in New York City. Okay. So that's, at least it didn't jeopardize your, you know, Oh, it, this would have been first place, but it has a broken lid, so second place. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that would have been even worse. And what was your, just so I know more of the personal history behind this um, this piece here, what was your grandfather's name? Was he an Emerson as well, or different different um, side? Different. So he was my mom's dad, and okay. his name was Carl Smith. Carl Smith, okay. I I think I will always remember that name. That's that's an easy one to remember. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and so how, when did you start thinking about selling your work? You said you didn't for quite a while. So you won this national mm -hmm. award um, and you didn't start selling your work until you got to college or before then? Or at what point did that 
kind of come about for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as selling my pottery, I first started selling painted graduation caps. Well, I would just get paid to paint people's graduation caps in high school. And okay. I sort of just came up with that idea. And then that was sort of when I thought, wow, well, maybe I could sell my pottery. But at that time in high school, I was just putting together sculptures and pieces that actually meant a lot to me and took like months at a time to complete. And so they weren't things that I was willing to let go of. Okay. And they weren't very functional. I had the lantern, but that I was never going to get rid of until I could make a second one. Um, And so it wasn't until college this past year, actually, when I considered joining Student Made and actually selling my work because I had practiced enough with wheel thrown pottery to actually sell it and have things that are functional that people would want to buy. Okay. (laughs) So... um, it took a long process because I started kind of beginning wheel throwing pottery. I want to say that same summer of 2018, I took my first pottery wheel throwing pottery class and I was so bad at it. <laughs> and I was really discouraged because I had just come off the high of winning like a national award for hand built piece. Right. And then I start again at the bottom of another form. A totally different art form. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, so it takes some skill for wheel thrown pottery, but it's more of like a mastery skill that okay. you have to take a lot of time to be good at. And so, what is it now? Six years later, and <laughs> I finally have made enough mugs that are <laughs> selling that people would actually want to buy. <laughs> so is there just like a, an entire closet somewhere full of mugs that were like, you know, no goes like, Oh, this one has, you know, I can see the tiny imperfection. I'm not going to try to sell this one. Actually. Yes. Um, under my bed at home or in my closet at home, I probably have about six boxes full of just like small little bowls and like trinket things. And even in my room here and I just have like pencil cups that are really not good. (laughs) (laughs) I have to find some purpose for them because I was proud of them in the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I mean, that's an interesting uh, dynamic there. You know, what you can be proud of um, as the artist versus what maybe someone else, the imperfections they wouldn't see Mm -hmm. um, and wouldn't care about as much as you do. So I can imagine that would be for as like fine a craft as pottery is that you want to get it just perfect. I can imagine that would be extremely difficult to get to a point of actually being confident to say like, this is my final product um, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to share it with, with other people. So is that where we, were you like fully confident at that point or do you, were you still kind of, you know, judging your work or um, a little bit um, insecure about what you were putting out there or what, what did that feel like? I would say at the beginning of this year, I was still kind of iffy about my ability to create things that people would really want to buy. Yeah. Um, but then when I started with student made, I actually signed up for a wheel pottery introduction class in order to join this current studio that I work at. Oh, okay. And through that course, I already had all the fundamental skills, but it was kind of bringing me from where I was at and having to practice for three to four hours once a week for this class 
And so it's kind of forcing me to get that practice I needed. Yes. Um, and so through that, I was able to learn skills of trimming the bottom to kind of perfect the pieces too, so that they look clean and neat and what people are looking for. And it's still a work in progress. And, um, I feel like sometimes if I don't for recently, I haven't been throwing for about two weeks because I've just been all over the place with school and work and everything. And sometimes I feel like my skills go down and then once I can <laughs> practice more, then I'm a little bit more confident. So it can be frustrating when I don't have the time to stay consistent with it. Yeah. I, I would think that if you're, if you're having a good, a good day where you're like really mm -hmm. on, you'd want to just make like a thousand pieces and then say, okay, this is my career right here. I have everything I need. Um, exactly. There's you know. definitely bad days and good days. <laughs> I have some days where even um, this past fall that I just couldn't seem to get the clay centered on the wheel perfectly. And so I just got up, cleaned up and left <laughs> and said I would come back because I don't want to get frustrated or negative about yeah. it too much. I, you know, I was trying to picture Natalie getting up and storming out of a pottery studio and I just can't do it. I just still think you look very nice and polite leaving even in that state. <laughs> um, so as of where you are now, um, with all this uh, history you've had and the ride so far, what would you say is kind of a main mission of NFE art if you have one or if you were to have a slogan or mission statement, that, that kind of thing? Yeah, I actually thought about this a little bit um, before, and um, I would say utilizing my gift to bring joy to myself and others, mm. and when I discovered that I had this artistic ability and skill, I really found a new joy in something, because it's nice to be affirmed that you're decently good at something, and you can actually make something and people can see it and tell you, wow, that's really beautiful. Or yeah. they can actually use a mug or a bowl or a vase that you made. Right. And also being able to have something that I could use as an outlet to express my feelings and um, get me through things in life as well. And so now with NFE art, the feeling of joy that I get to receive when I'm handing off my pieces or shipping off my pieces um, from orders to customers is really what I realize selling is all about mm. as an artist because it's nice to receive a form of payment for your work and have that reassurance too, but something that I created on my own and for me, like with my own hands and to see someone smile or um, even that review you read to me in return <laughs> for that is what makes it so special and brings me joy and I can yes. hear it brings others joy. So definitely joy. <laughs> I love that. I'm sensing a theme there for sure. Um, that's, I, I never really thought about this until just now when you said it's an outlet for expressing emotions. Um, you know how people always say like artists are, um, whatever people say, like artists are uh, crazy or like, you know, um, whether it's like, um, you know, uh, singers or whoever it might be, um, like you think about them as being so different than everybody else because they're producing these very like vocal or like vivid kind of depictions of, of things. And I'm just kind of thinking about this now, how 
them as an artist, that's just that's just a form they have of expressing their emotions. Like the rest of us don't necessarily have something like that. So mm-hmm. I think when we see artists work, obviously what means the most to them is being able to channel something meaningful for them. Like you said about your grandfather or a tough loss that you've had and you channel it in into something. And of course that takes all different forms because there are so many different types of art. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's that's really what art is. And it's not like that artist is so different than the experiences that everyone else goes through. It's just that you, you do have a tangible um, form to kind of show that through, which is uh, just just trying to make sense of that thought I kind of just, just had. But um, would you say yeah. that's kind of true? I, I definitely agree with that. And sometimes some people don't understand it because they aren't the artist and it's hard to see from an outside perspective and some people might portray it in a different way but I think what makes art so special to me is having a meaning and a purpose behind it and Mm -hmm. even when I'm making a mug and you might think oh a mug you can't have that much (laughs) serious purpose behind it but when you can think about joy and someone drinking their morning coffee out of it or their bedtime tea out of it, you know, it's something that they can look at and think, wow, someone actually handmade this instead of it just being a random mug that they bought from Target. Um, (laughs) Exactly. And I bought this from her and I can enjoy something that brings me joy out of it too. Exactly. And that is a, that is a whole nother segment. I'm sure we could take another hour (laughs) or two to dive into, you know, the value of, of uh, knowing the story and the face behind someone who made something. Because like you said, in Target or Walmart or wherever else we buy our things, there's just not that connection at all to the Mm -hmm. person who made it um, or maybe the machine that made it. Mm -hmm. Um, So of course, that's that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so perfect transition. Um, You're talking about the joy of being able to hand something off to um, your customer and see the, uh, the, the smile on their face, the happiness it brings, um, brings them and brings you. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience with pop-up shops at NC State? Because obviously that is a great outlet to meet customers face-to-face, get to make some you know, strong relationships there. Um, and it's different than maybe the conventional ways of selling artwork today um, in a lot of ways. So what what has your experience been like, um, and what uh, what would you have to say about pop ups so so far in your experience? Yeah, so mainly I would say being able to set up on my campus and meeting other students that uh, the majority of them I've never seen before, mm. and I'm having these students that are from the same place in the same school that can walk by and either admire my pottery, say, oh my gosh, I don't know who you are, but these are great, or just see my face and see my mugs and bowls and vases that are on my table and think, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, And also getting to meet these people and connect them and have new followers through Instagram and, or have other students buy my mug and say, you know, I needed a new mug. I actually, at the first pop-up, this one girl bought one of my mugs and said, 
you know what, I'm going to buy this because I just broke mine the other day. (laughs) I need a new one for my dorm. (laughs) And so just to think, wow, a student in a freshman dorm is drinking out of my mug right now. It's really cool. (laughs) That is such a funny and pragmatic purpose for buying a mug that day. I just broke mine. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) Well, I hope she hasn't, I I hope she hasn't broken yours yet. (laughs) It might be the first thing of mine that's broken, so it might be okay. This is true. Um, So that's uh, pop-up shops. That's kind of one angle of uh, your student-made experience. How about online sales? What is that? been like for you? I know in your story, you mentioned themed collections, getting a chance to kind of put a unique spin on things for whatever collections might be featured on the website at the time. So have you been able to make things for um, specific collections or, you know, what is, what is, what are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. Um, So recently was the Valentine's Day collection. Okay. And when I first heard of this, like at the beginning of January, I was so excited. I remember I was at home for break and I told my mom, oh my gosh, look at all these collections that are coming out for this semester. And I just need to start thinking about everything that I'm (laughs) going to make. And the first idea was heart mugs because who wouldn't want a mug with a heart on it? Exactly. (laughs) So I started sketching some ideas. And then when I first got back to Raleigh for this semester, I started instantly making mug forms for that and I also think what's really cool about the collections is that it gives you sort of a prompt of something to think of and develop a product for but then that could also develop a new product that you continue to sell even after the collection is over right right because I think heart mugs could be used all year round and also one of the mugs I just recently made and sold was a wax resist heart with the blue and white glaze on it. Okay. And that was a whole new idea that I'd never even thought of doing, but because I was thinking about hearts, I just thought I'll try something new. And now that's something I'm going to keep making because it seems pretty cool. And I sold one, so I might sell more in the future. Yeah. And, um, I was also upset though, because for the Valentine's pop up last week, I wasn't able to go to it because the studio that I go to, the kiln was being serviced, and so I didn't get to finish the last two for the pop-up. Oh, no. And so I go because what is a Valentine's Day pop-up without my Valentine's mugs? Yeah. And so I still have those coming out hopefully this week, but um, I still know they'll sell, and, well, I hope they will. <laughs> then I'll drink out of them myself because I like them. No, have the confidence. <laughs> they certainly will sell. But uh, on top of the collections, I'm even thinking about the graduation one and things like that. Because I've also, aside from pottery, I have, I want to say around 10 champagne bottles I've painted for a wedding. Oh, yeah. And I think that would be a really fun idea for graduation pictures to paint a champagne bottle for people to take pictures with. (laughs) Oh, you know who might have to keep that in mind? Uh, two people I know getting married very soon, my co-founder and I, um, so I might be in talks with you about that, uh, later on. That's okay. That's, that's a good idea. I like that. (laughs) Not to bring up another topic, but, um, I still love painting, but pottery is definitely my favorite 
thing to do um, and my main passion, but it was my, one of my sister's best friend's wedding, and I painted all the bridesmaid bottles as well as the bottle for the bride and groom at the wedding and their engagement photos. Wow. And so they had an um, Eastern Shore wedding, and so I painted oysters on the bottle with their wedding monogram and the date, and it was really fun, and so I actually liked doing that a lot. That is insane. That is so cool. Um, I So we actually have, getting off on a tangent here, um, little favors we're doing are these, I don't know if you've ever seen their shells, and you do, they're like the napkin shells, mm-hmm. where you kind of mod podge the napkin in and glaze over it, and it looks like a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I saw them, I thought they were paintings, but um, that's, that's what we're doing for a little favor but um if or at least what we're thinking of doing but if we're able to do oh my gosh that'd be so cool to have like the oysters are so on theme um Mm -hmm. for you know south carolina here um i'll have to keep that in mind that would be so awesome if you if you could do that um so uh let's see so pop-ups uh the collections online uh something i wanted to talk about was the manager team at, N- mm-hmm. at student made NC State because, um, as you know, and if our custom our uh, listeners don't know, um, so much of the behind the scenes is run by this team of seven students at NC State who do so many things. I mean, like you were talking about the collections on the website, that is the website manager's job to plan ahead, um, to uh, design the website according to those seasonal collections or holiday collections. Um, and of course, manage all the orders that come through the website. Um, so what is your what has your experience been like with the manager team and what they've been able to do as far as the website and uh, holding the pop-ups, um, you know, the events and partnerships manager being able to put on these these awesome events, um, content sessions as well. Have you been able to go to any of those to get um, either, uh, photographs of you of you or your pottery or anything like that yeah so if I could think of one word for like the team here at NC State they're just simply amazing because starting with the website the website's great and it's always so updated and so quick to have everything uploaded yeah. and the orders too um getting a text like within the same day an order being placed it's always so so good and efficient and they work so hard on top of being college students too mm-hmm. um keeping making sure that we know that they're here to help us and help us grow too and the pop-ups are always so good and um really well planned out and prepared i know um we were supposed to have one last Friday, but then it was raining, oh, okay. and so um, it was rescheduled for Monday, and so it's always trying to make things the best for us to have good sales and a good experience, and as well as the community engagement events. Um, we've had one of those recently, just to have all the creators together to get to connect and enjoy time together and meet each other, which I think is really a fun thing. Um to know the other creators here because it's a big campus and you can learn a lot from other people too. Yeah. And I will also say the content sessions, I did take part in one back in January and I got some photos of myself and um, my pottery as well, which 
I was so excited about because I had never had really nice quality photos of me with my work before. Really? And no. And so that was something really cool. I even had to put them on both of my Instagrams because <laughs> I was so excited. And um, I'm also excited just for future opportunities too to have videos taken and um, as well as specific con content sessions for the future collections too. I think that would be really cool and themed things, which is really nice to know that there's someone that can take really nice photos because yeah. sometimes my photos are not the best because I'm just trying last minute to get a picture of something for the website so that I can have it ready. And that's always been a lacking area for me <laughs> to get photos of my work. Well, it's, it's another, I mean, it's a whole another art form, you know, mm -hmm. it's, if it's not what you do, if you, if you do pottery, doesn't necessarily mean you do photography. Um, but I think those can, people think those go hand in hand. So mm -hmm. having someone who to specialize in the photography, I think is, um, something that must benefit so many, at least we hope it does, uh, so many of the creators at, at NC State and all of our campuses. Yes, exactly, because the good photos definitely make your products more appealing too, especially on the website and on Instagram as well when there's photos posted. It's way better than something I took with my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you said, you would never... I never even really thought about that. You wouldn't have the chance to get a photo of you with your pottery unless you were to ask a friend or a family member um, or maybe set up a little self, a little timer on your phone. <laughs> um, but that is, that is really, really cool. As well as just, like you said, the community events, getting together with other students, pursuing a similar path to yours. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't think there would be any other way to find out about that, you know, what students were doing um, you know, art wise and business wise and get to learn from them and, um, even just hang out and have another community. I mean, even if you're part of some things on campus, this is just something to be a part of that is very true to you, given how important art is in your, in your life. Exactly. It's, it's really awesome because it's not only just the selling and online aspect of our businesses and, but it's also the in-person and the specific school community too. But then there's also all these other campuses that I know are doing the same thing. And so we're kind of learning so much about each other, but then we get to also learn more about the other campuses online too. And it's just like a huge community that's close together, but then also far away from each other. Yeah. Oh, that, that is so awesome. Um, and you are a sophomore or junior currently? A junior. Junior. Okay. So you have another semester and another full year to go. So that's a lot of exciting things to look forward to with that. Yes, for sure. Um, on kind of the flip side of exciting things, um, <laughs> you mentioned some really authentic um, sides to your story, which were the challenges that you've had. Um, so of course, we've covered a lot of the upsides. You know, one... Uh, figuring out that you are, um, you know, more than decent at this craft um, and you have something that you can share with people, put a smile on people's faces, do something that brings you an immense amount of joy. Um, the community of Made in NC State, all these wonderful things. 
Um, I also wanted to talk about the challenges and difficulties you've had along the way. Um, you, you said in your story that you actually fell into a bit of a rut with your creativity um, because you were not making things that you loved and you didn't quite know how you needed to improve at your, mm -hmm. at your pottery. So um, I imagine that's quite a difficult wall to hit, something you probably um, hadn't experienced before. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think this also serves as a really good heads up for many of the creators in our community who might be brand new to their, uh, to their art or to their business. Um, and just understanding that there are factors that can happen um, that create some roadblocks and some difficulties to overcome. So what was kind of that experience for you? How did you start to notice this was happening? Um, you know, and, and how did you eventually overcome it? Yeah, so um, coming into college, my freshman year of college was in 2020. Okay. And so that year was a challenge in itself for everyone. But um, with high school ending and my high school art courses ending halfway through my last semester, and so that was a big semester with me finishing out my senior portfolio and um, coming off of that basically high of feeling like I was on top of the world, really doing good with everything I was creating. And then I'm home, don't have a public studio. I really can't fire anything because there's nowhere for me to go as far as public now that I'm out of high school. And then the first semester here at NC State, I was at home because of COVID once again, and so I didn't have any ability to go to a public studio once again, and so that sort of initiated the rut because without practicing my craft, yeah. I really am just thinking of what I can be doing and not um, actually doing it, and so I started just questioning my ability and if it was ever if I was ever going to be the same artist again because everything was different I was in a different state and didn't know what the studio here was going to be like and so when I joined the studio here at NC State at the craft center um that was the spring of my freshman year and I came to find out that their kiln only fired to cone 10 which I had never done before because hmm. the kiln in high school was a lower fire. And so the glazes that I had used for the majority of my pieces, which were a lot of bright blues and greens, yeah. I couldn't use anymore because I could only use the specific ones there. And it was just a lot darker colors. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm here, I'm not going to be creating these things that I'm so used to creating and I have envisioned in my head that I love because I also went through a big phase of creating things with waves and that's also a part of my NFE art logo it's kind of a sculpture I made with a wave over it and so I love the blues but I couldn't create anything like that and so I felt in that gap too that I had lost any skill I learned in high school especially with wheel thrown pottery because like I said earlier it's one of those things that you have to keep practicing to master right. and with 
basically a year or more than a year off from even doing that, I thought, okay, I'm starting at square one again. And I remember how bad that was. And so I really don't want to get to this again and have to practice this hard on my own without a classroom teacher kind of guiding me along the way. Yeah. And so that was what brought me into the rut. And so it was kind of an identity crisis as an artist, I would say, because um, I didn't know what was going going to come up next with that. So. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think... <laughs> I think for your, the freshmen who were going into college at that point in 2020, one of the most difficult, tumultuous experiences I think I could imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, the, what a big transition of life that it is, and then just the complete curveball. And not only academically, um, and, you know, going into a new school and able to join a, a new community, like you said, NC State, you know thousands of students that it's a very exciting time of life to be entering into that um but then also your your business as well um kind of mm-hmm. having to take a real back seat um so as far as the type of kiln that nc state had it actually had to do with colors i like what kind of colors you of clay you can use and not use um well it's more of it depends on the certain mixture of the glaze that can be heated like the color that comes out of it once that glaze is heated to that specific temperature and cone tin is a very very high temperature because it's a gas kiln um and so it just i had tried everything i could there and practicing and everything just came out so dark and (laughs) i actually have a piece right here with a plant in it and it's this really like dark brown color Uh, okay yep and that was just not what I was used to and not what I really wanted all of my things to look like because I like things to be bright and happy. And when it's that high of a temperature, it gets darker. I see. And- okay. <laughs> okay. So, wow. Okay. So we've made it through uh, a little bit of that um, sort of dip in in the road with um, kind of finding your niche and what you're able to make um, and transitioning a little bit to to the upside um, of being able to sell through Student Made. You said how um, the opportunity to sell and have my own business through Student Made has been such a positive influence on my college experience. It has allowed me to remember a sense of purpose in what I create. So what is that purpose today in your, in your own words? What is... Uh, that kind of purpose that maybe you originally started off NFE art with, or maybe going back to high school, um, that kind of original sense of energy and excitement that you had for this. Mm -hmm. Um, Where are you in terms of that energy now? And what's kind of the purpose you're feeling um, being a part of Student Made today? Yeah, um, I would think it sort of relates to the purpose I had mentioned earlier, just um, finding joy, but also bringing others joy through a mug or a bowl or a vase or a sculpture that I make. And I think that it will continue for me, especially through student made, because I can have a community and connect 
that too, but also the customers that I can sell to and just broadening who I can reach and bring joy to is also, also really cool because it's more than just, um, friends that follow me on my art page or family or people from my hometown that know I do art, but it's reaching a larger amount of people and bringing joy. And that's part of who I aspire to be as a person too, just, um, and as an artist, just bringing joy to more and more people that I can. And so if it's through a mug or a bowl or a vase, then (laughs) that's good enough for me. (laughs) That's amazing. And NC State, obviously being a student, um, what kind of role has your campus played in this journey for you? You know, um, getting to not only um, make customers among alumni and other students and faculty of the school, um, getting to be a part of this um, community of other students um, pursuing something similar to you. What is what is the kind of the vibe of NC State? Um, as far as a campus and then maybe a student-made community that you've found a membership a part of. Um, what is what has that been like for you? And I, I know I can say for me and Lindsay, when we visited NC State, we said, okay, I think that might be uh, our favorite college campus we've ever been to. Um, you know, it was so apparent how students were into so many different things. And I know that varies uh, campus to campus, you know, but at NC State, I remember we pulled up and there were students playing volleyball over here. There were students playing spike ball over here. There were students painting outside on the grass. I remember there were um, gymnasts probably with the football, you know, maybe the cheerleading team. They were practicing over here. Um, the skate, the skateboarders were where we had our pop-up set up. The sk- <laughs> there was this whole crew of skateboarders over here. And I just remember thinking, this is such a um, atmosphere of do you, you know, do whatever makes you happy. Um, it seems like there are so many different types of people and and that's supported. Um, maybe that's not the case on every campus, but what has, how has NC State as a, as a campus played into your, to your experience? Yeah. Um, I, ever since I stepped foot on NC State back I want to say I also toured NC State in 2018. 2018 was a big year for me for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but um, just NC State is the wolf pack, but I feel like it actually means what it says by being a pack because when you come here and you meet friends and obviously you meet friends, you don't might not be friends with them your whole time here yeah. and you meet new people, but um, everyone has their own little pack because everyone has different interests and there's a lot of outlets for every different interest. I mean, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina, so there's a lot of opportunity here. And so through finding your pack and what you love to do, I think that also student made is its own pack in its own and um, a community of artists that can encourage each other and also inspire each other with what we choose to create and do with our Um, businesses and by seeing others it's also encouraging and um, exciting to see oh this person's doing so well I look up to them and I might learn a few tips from them of what they're doing or um, how 
they started from the beginning and how they're here now. Yeah. And so I think that community of your own pack benefits that as well here. That is so cool. That was, that was a, such a well-said answer. <laughs> and, and it totally matches what we, what we kind of thought about NC State. And um, I think that kind of environment is what's going to make student made uh, continue to thrive there in the future and do so well. So I'm, I'm so glad we got our start here in the Carolinas because, um, you know, with Appalachian State being our first campus and University of South Carolina um, and, you know, NC State was just a natural, you know, next uh, great fit for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I hope we make it back there um, plenty of plenty more times in the future to meet you and and, uh, spend time with with you guys. And so, you know, maybe there's maybe there are other students at NC State um, maybe at a different campus who are on the fence about doing what you do and pursuing your art or, um, another type of business while a full-time student. Um, what advice would you have for them, um, or encouragement you might give them as far as being able to balance this as a student and, um, what you might be able to get, to get out of it? Yeah. Um, First and foremost, I would say just go for it because you at least need to just try it and see how it can go. Um, You just start with creating what you love because I know doing pottery might not be what everyone else loves, but it's something that I have been given the ability and skill to do and grow love for. And um, being able to create something that other people will find useful you can create that and you don't have to start huge just start small and learn from there and obviously it's really daunting at first because you might wonder if you'll ever sell anything or um if it's a smart idea to pursue your art but um you can't really pressure yourself to make a large amount of products or try and be like other creators and other artists because if you want to sell something, obviously it depends on who wants what you have to create, but you can also lose joy in your craft if you're just trying to make stuff that people like instead of creating something that you like that can be useful. And um, so coming into college, you're around a lot of people and inspiring people from many different backgrounds and experiences. And so you can really learn a lot from them too. So you're really in the best part of your life to start yeah. something new because there's not much of a cost if it doesn't work out. <laughs> and <laughs> you also have all of the connections and experiences on a college campus around you. And so, and at college, really, you're given the opportunity to be you because you're leaving your hometown, well, unless you're from your college hometown, <laughs> you're leaving your hometown and you know, you're out on your own for the first time. And so if art is something that brings you joy and gives you purpose and peace, then really it's something you can use and bring into the rest of your life too. So if you don't start it now, then (laughs) how are you going to do it for the rest of your life? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's incredible. I agree completely. And I also agree about the time in life that college is. It's, it's very unique. I'm like, I'm like any other time. And um, I, I wish I felt that way as strongly as I do now, 
being out of college. It's when you're in the moment, I think there's a, a tendency to, you know, as is the case with life now, you just don't appreciate every single day for what it is, maybe until looking back. But yeah, the four years or, you know, two years, however long it is that you're in college for is such a unique high energy and high potential time of life to really mm-hmm. shape your path and um, in, in your own way, however, however you want to do it. So I'm so glad that you found that encouragement either from yourself or from other people to, to pursue this. Um, and I feel like that's an amazing place to end. I really do, but I am long-winded by nature. Um, and there's really one thing I wanted to talk about as a last thing, if you have 10 more minutes for us. Of course. Okay, amazing. So um, I guess this kind of follows um, theme with what we talked about a a few minutes ago as far as the challenges or difficulties of the journey. And I wanted to end on this because I think this is an amazing life lesson to finish off on, something that starts really uh, low and uh, sad, but, but eventually becomes probably the greatest life lesson you could ever learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was one particular story, we alluded to this a bit earlier, um, of a project you were working on in high school, I believe, right? Yes. And this was a life-size bust. So it was your largest scale clay piece ever. <laughs> and it was close to it. Sorry to bring you back to this. Um, it only makes you stronger, right? <laughs> exactly. And it was, this was close to a three-month project, and you got to the end, and um, you put it in the kiln to be fired, and um, I would love to hear from you if you want to. Yeah, I can read it. Um, so when the time came for this piece to be fired, it seemed as if it was dry enough. When I returned to the studio, there was news that my sculpture had shattered. So at this moment, I shed a few tears and wished I could reverse what had happened. But this disappointing moment turned into the best thing that could have happened to my creative process. Oh my goodness. So this is still hitting me as just wacky to uh, make that kind of transition to optimism. How did Natalie take what seemed like a disaster and actually turn it into something positive? Here's what she said next. I learned that I could take the broken pieces, glue them back together, and I completely redesigned the surface. This new design took twice as long as my initial plan, but it led to an even greater result. I think that speaks to part of the larger purpose behind what you do and behind what everyone is doing in their life, right? We, generally speaking, are conditioned to get something done right the very first time and not not have too much flexibility for mistakes. It's about finishing whatever we're doing. That's usually the, the success metric we're judged on. But in anything you can imagine doing in life, I think I think your point is so relevant because it's the growth or the learning experience um, that's really the whole substance of what you're doing. If you judge yourself just by the end result, then it's like you've skipped the entire thing itself. I mean, if 
if say you're a student, which most of, most of our listeners probably are, and your success is judged by finishing college with a certain GPA or getting a job at the end, then you're not really talking about any of the failures or learning experiences along the way. Those are, those are secondary. So it's like, it's like in order to get fulfillment out of what we do, you know, maybe we have to learn to be a little bit more like an artist where uh, the unexpected turns and setbacks can actually be good things, you know, not just unfortunate parts of the journey that we have to cover up and not highlight. Uh, they are actually the, the thing itself, the whole reason behind doing it. So it's amazing you were able to turn this into somewhat of a positive spin. Um, and so I'd love you to read uh, the next few lines of your story as well, kind of how you, um, how you reacted to this and, and why, it, why it became a great learning lesson. I learned from this challenge that yes, the art firm I love to do is going to be challenging most of the time. I also learned a life lesson that things will not always go as I have planned, but the path is always leading to a much better result or learning experience. Amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Such a, such a way to finish. I had kind of a signature question. Uh, one signature question that I would like to end every episode with, and I wanted to ask uh, ask you it today. Um, so you cannot have prepared for this. This will be completely this will be completely uh, off the off the brain here. Um, if you could only keep one singular minute with you in your entire memory um, from your journey with NFE art. What would those 60 seconds be and why? That's so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. To narrow it down, I will think of the past year with NFER because that's really through Student Made, I've been able to actually establish it as a whole and um, turn it into a business, not just something that I'm doing and um, creating it for. And I will say it's really recent, actually. Really? With okay. the um, Leaf It to the Light piece, because um, the purchase of that was something really meaningful to me, because with that piece being so important to my journey as an artist and really being what kickstarted everything that I've done since then, and that being a variation of it, of something that I, my main goal was to sell those because um, they were the variation that I wanted to recreate yeah. that piece so that others could enjoy that piece that, and I didn't have to give up the original one. And um, so the moment that I saw that order come in and I saw on the order list that it's <laughs> leave it to the light, um, I actually, I was at work and I was looking at my, email and I saw it and I actually teared up and I texted my mom oh my gosh I just sold a leaf it to the light piece uh, it's the first time I've ever like sold a big piece like that and um so with that being the first time I've actually sold a 
important piece that had like a meaning behind it, not just um, a mug or a bowl or a vase. That is definitely something I will cherish forever. And it was crazy that at the time period of when that was purchased, and I thought about it a little bit when it came in because that was the first week of February. And actually I created that piece in honor of my grandfather. And within that same week, seven years ago was when I actually, he passed away. And so the time frame of that, it being actually the day after his um, passing. Really? uh, Seven years since that was when um, she had purchased that piece. And so full circle, everything just all came together. And it's just really neat how it came together. <laughs> so the so the day that she purchased this from you was within the day of the seven year anniversary. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to tell well, I won't have to tell her about this. She can listen to it for herself. <laughs> but this is what an honor it is to have this um, as part of my possession now. This is <laughs> I I promise you I will never break it. As best I can anyway. And um, if you ever need a picture of it or know it's safe and sound, um, I will be happy to. uh, You can have FaceTimes with it if you need. Um, I'll show you it again here. Not that our listeners can can see it, but it has this amazing, as Natalie described, this amazing fitting lid on top. Um, And I actually have a candle going in it right now so you can see... You can I love it. It makes me so happy to see it being in someone else's hands too, because that piece has been something that's always been for me, but I've always wanted someone else to be able to enjoy it. And so oh. it's so awesome. It makes me so happy. Thank you everybody for sticking with us and listening to this episode today. I hope you not only enjoyed hearing from the wonderful Natalie Emerson um, and her journey with NFE Art, but I also hope you got something meaningful out of this conversation today. We'll see you next time on a future episode. We will keep it a surprise as far as what that episode will entail, um, but should be coming to you in the next couple of weeks. Hope you tune in then.